Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Does an apple a day make coziness stay? This week, we're diving into a bushel full of apple-related activities, from visiting an apple orchard, sampling cider, taste-testing apple pies, and apple-related crafts, in order to determine if the coziness falls far from the tree. But first, it's Cozy in the News. Jillian, what's our, what's our first story? Well, just a fair warning here. We are relying heavily today on today. Uh, the We're scooping <laughs> all of our news from the Today Show. Yeah, so my Cozy in the News items, I want to be Apple-themed to go with the episode. And there's lots of Apple-themed articles out there right now. And this one is by Terry Peters. And Terry Peters is hot on the trail of Aldi's fried apples with cinnamon in a can. And yes, you heard that correctly. Fried apples with cinnamon in a can. So I was very curious about this item. It retails for $1.29, which is quite the steal. And I also was interested in this because we have a lot of Aldi fans in our Facebook group. And speaking of Facebook groups, there's the Aldi Nerd Facebook group, which sounds pretty cozy that people are standing over a grocery store with all their little treats. And this is one of them. So it's really simple. It came out on September 8th, which happens to be my birthday. And you can make cinnamon apple rolls. You can pour those fried apples over a bowl of ice cream. I guess if you're not into the fresh fresh side of apples or your can find apples, which is ironically what happened to us. Um, this is a simple spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Terry actually really enjoyed these, um, these fried apples. I still can't get over it. Uh, they said the apples taste fresh and flavorful and their scent reminded me of a fragrant fall themed apple cinnamon candle. Immediately. I thought of the desserts I could make with my canned apples I can't wait to warm them up and serve them over a scoop of vanilla ice cream as the Aldi fans suggested. So, Matt, what do you think about this seasonal item? I think I'm all here for modern technology and the convenience of cinnamon apples in a can. You know, what a time saver. And it's a fat-free food. What do you know? Really? Yeah, it says that on the can. No artificial preservatives or ingredients. A fat-free food. Oh, I missed that subtext. Okay, well, there you go. So guilt-free. Yeah, Fried apples up. with cinnamon. <laughs> Pour it on out of your can. Yeah. I, got, I just got a new can opener, so I'll have to get this. So on the topic of apples, the Today Show unleashed the recipe for a heavy-hitting apple pie smoothie. It's a blend of apples, shortbread cookies, cinnamon, nutmeg, honey, salt, and oat milk. While I may have gained 10 pounds just looking at a picture of it, <laughs> I'm and I haven't had a chance to try it myself, it really does sound delicious. And I'm even wondering already, like, Hmm, I wonder you could like even skip half those steps if you put the Aldi can <laughs> in the smoothie. You just need to, I, I, and I was looking around my house, I'm like, I kind of want to make this. I only the only thing I'm missing are shortbread cookies. So I'm going to go get, pick up some of those and give it a try. Listeners, you know, if you want a new dessert item, this sounds really cozy and who doesn't want an apple pie smoothie? So test it out and let us know how it tastes. Well, that recipe sounds especially good because it's a thicker recipe. And I like the, the thicker smoothies. We like them thick here. Yeah. <laughs> Apple bottom jean. That's right. 
Well, as you can tell, we are uh, crazy for apples today. We really wanted to devote a special episode to the coziest of fruits, the apple, especially in the fall, right? So, you know, pumpkins, they get a lot of love this season. But what about apples? They're here too. They're a harvest fruit. Let's talk about it. Let's really dive into all the cozy things you can do with and four apples. I don't know where the four came from, but you know, <laughs> whatever you can, you can do serve for apples. apples. Yeah, how can we serve apples to our friends? So we'll be sharing some activities that are the apple of our eye, um, and also share our own apple adventure. Let's start there. So Jillian and I knew we wanted to do a, an episode honoring the all American apple, even though it's not an, a Native American fruit. <laughs> from Europe. Actually, I think it's from originally from China. Um, oh. Yeah, it's... I was looking up, I was like, for such like a... Apple pies are so like, you know, poster dessert for America. And I thought, this has to be like a native thing. And no, <laughs> it's not. Like, uh, people who colonized America brought this over. Um, and... But it, I mean, obviously, it has been become a major uh, part of the our, our nation's agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that even when we're not like consuming apples, we want to do recreational activities where we pick apples, and that's what we were looking at. We were like Jillian and I were like, let's go to an orchard and have the whole apple picking experience and bring it back for our listeners and with some cozy tips. So we did that. So when researching where in Southern California, I'm from Illinois. There are orchards up the yin yang. There's, you've got orchards everywhere. <laughs> okay. Just like it's not hard to go to a place where you can pick apples or um, pumpkins, right? In, in Illinois. Actually, Illinois is the nation's largest supplier of pumpkins. Well, I'm learning Fun fact. so many things today. <laughs> also, I like to chime in. I'm from Long Island, so I'll fly down the expressway to a few apple orchards out there. Yeah, it, it, it was never difficult to you know, go pick your own apples where, where we are from. But in California, it's a little different, right? It's a different climate. And especially when you live in the big city of LA, you really have to make a concerted effort to find your apple orchard. So mm-hmm. pretty much any place you want to pick apples is at least a couple hours away. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out, like, are there any areas known for apples in Southern California? And that's when we found Julian, California, which is exactly that, famous for apples. So Julian, California um, is a mountain getaway near San Diego. And once it was a hot spot during the gold rush in the 1870s, but now it's better known for its apple pies. Because it's in the mountains and experiences more precipitation in a more temperate climate than most of Southern California, it's actually an ideal place for fruit orchards. So when all the gold nuggets dried up, all the apples started growing and that became like one of their main things they did there. Where there are apples, there are apple pies. And Julian quickly became known for offering the best apple pie in Southern California. So we booked a ticket. (laughs) We drove across the land, basically to San Diego, to spend a weekend in Julian, and specifically visiting Julian Farm and Orchard, which is sadly in its final year of operation. But it offered you pick apples, pumpkin picking, cider pressing, a petting zoo, axe throwing, and a craft corner. So, you know, when you, you bring your aggro friend with you to go apple picking, and you, there's something for them to do. They can throw some axes while you're doing your gentle activity. Julian is almost like a set of Virgin River. It looks so much like 
the town in Virgin River, if you've ever seen that show on Netflix. Yeah, it definitely is like a Hallmark Channel small mountain town. It really is picture perfect. Yeah, and different a different climate, obviously, than uh, good old L.A. So it almost felt as if it was fall because it's cloudy. Misty, but then have, yeah, you're up yeah, in the misty, mountains, very misty. Super, super cozy. So unfortunately, um, this is our luck. Apple picking was done by the time we got there. And you know what? I don't blame us. <laughs> I kind of do. Oh, Jillian. No, this is not our fault. I was carefully monitoring the availability of apple picking in the Southern California region. All my research suggested that most apple picking is available after Labor Day. And sure enough, when I was looking at the sites, that was what I was told, right? B- basically, mm-hmm. all the places were like, we're open after Lab- Labor Day. We booked our hotel for the third weekend in September, just two weeks after Labor Day. Just two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> and the Friday that we're leaving, we check one more time to look at the website, and they say apple picking is done because all the apples have been picked out. <laughs> and then well, you actually, the rest- it was that morning. It was I- that morning. <laughs> yeah, so and I- literally, I had checked the website the day before, and no, nothing had been like that. So it was yeah. really the day we went. You tell me, what kind of apple picking is a two-week window of the year? Not in my book. Not in Illinois. <laughs> well, we learned affair. clearly. We we learned we learned a lot. Um, but when I was looking for my cozy in the news, there's all these articles about all, you know all the different ideas you can or the different things you can do with your apples. And said if you have an excess amount of apples, here's some tips. I'm like, who has the who's has all the apples? Who's hoarding all like the we apples? Have an apple <laughs> shortage. You know, it has been very dry and hot in Southern California. So I think that that um, in conjunction with maybe people really getting out to do their activities this year with COVID and stuff still happening, resulted in just a rush. And they just ran out earlier than they usually did. Everyone seemed very apologetic, like, wow, this is kind of crazy, but we're already out of you pick. Descended like locusts. While we didn't get to pick any of our own apples, the fact remains that apple orchards are still extremely cozy. And chances are you listening to this don't live in Southern California and can actually go pick some apples today. So good luck to you um, on doing that. Anyway, we Hunger still... Hunger Games. There were <laughs> Hunger Games of apples. We still did a lot of fun stuff at Julian uh, Farm and Orchard. We picked our own pumpkins, snapped them right off the vine. Julian found a, a great little fantasy like cinderella pumpkin yeah, for me greenish and yeah seafoam green very pretty with a kind of like almost like a rose orange color it was really nice we got up in personal with a cow they had a petting zoo jillian was super excited about that they had a goat on a rock jillian was like are we really spending our tickets on this and my husband <laughs> and i were like we want to get close to the farm animals and jillian was like i guess here go three dollars for me well that's a <laughs> thing about it too you only get 10 tickets which was a cozy uh, attribute in my mind because you get to choose where you spend it and you could also use the tickets to buy pumpkins and the cider so it wasn't a separate thing we had to get cash and that was a very effective and organized system but you know you got to be careful where you're spending and i could see the farm animals from a, from a distance i could see them in their zoo see what they're about there was a, a cute what's that name at was a billy goat <laughs> oh they're the, goats they're goats on a rock and um the kids were just so amazed by the goat on the rock, which I thought was really cute and, and, and sweet. Because how often do you see a, a, a goat standing on a rock? At least probably I don't probably often if you're at a farm, but the kids loved no, it. The kids well, love goats on rocks. I all of goats and rocks in LA. So it was a sight to see for me. But um, I decided to go, you know, with my group. 
uh, also because this is my first outing, and Matt, I believe it's your first trip for for COVID, where you're you know you're going with friends and it's first friend trip experience. Yeah, it's been a long time since we kind of had that experience for sure. Yeah. And I didn't guess I didn't realize how anxious I was because I, every time I, I turn around, like I got to, you know, be with my group can't, can't be left at the farm. So I, that's why I spent my tickets. I wanted to, you know, not get lost at the orchard. It was a beautiful orchard. So as Jillian had mentioned, like when you walk in, you pay $10 and you get 10 tickets, which are the equivalent of a dollar each. And basically, you spend them on different activities throughout the farm. So you can spend them on axe throwing or cider pressing or petting zoo. Flower picking? Uh, flower picking, even? Yeah. Wow. They had, they, you could uh, make your own bouquet. And then, oh. they, yeah, they had a glass uh, vase where you can put your flowers in. It was really, really nice. pretty. Yeah. yeah. Jillian's like, I would have done that instead of the petting zoo. <laughs> but also, if you aren't into any of that stuff, at the end of the day, you can also spend them at the store or just mm-hmm. if, you can spend them on the pumpkin you pick. If you were already going in there just to get a pumpkin, chances are it was going to cost about 10 bucks anyway, so you can just use all your tickets on that. I kind of like it because it gave it kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese sort of vibe, like where you yeah. get your tickets as a kid, you get to spend them all around, and it makes it feel a little less like real money, which is a good business technique, but um, it makes it also feel like as a, as a person experiencing it, you feel a little freer to like do stuff because you're just give, handing over tickets and not handing over money. Yeah. I mean, we blur a little pretty quickly, but... Yeah, I, there's just so many different things to do, and I loved how spread out it was. And if you do have older folks in your group and then kids, it was nice that you could separate into your own activities. Yeah, I really liked the the way they had the pumpkins, and I just like it. To me, orchards and farms are cozy just because you know where your stuff comes from. You have a personal connection with your gourd that you pick out, and when I look at that pumpkin. I can relive the memory of seeing Jillian find it for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's just what to say. That's one of the coziest things about going to these you pick places. I don't know if anyone else has this experience, but produce kind of has personalities to me. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I feel bad because I'm in between, a, let's say, an apple or a pumpkin, and then I choose the one I'm going to take home and then I feel bad for the one I left behind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's a weird way you're like, you almost feel like you betrayed the other, you know, vegetables and fruits. <laughs> yeah, no, I really do. I feel a guilt about leaving my produce behind, but uh, it, was, it was special going to pick out the pumpkin that speaks to you. I, I picked this white pumpkin and it has a nice moon glow color. And I, it's, I just, I never had, I don't think I ever, ever had a white pumpkin before. I just always go for the typical orange. I thought I'd try something different. And, but I really love Matt's pumpkin. That is a special pumpkin. It's a cornucopia of colors. I really like that it was clearly grown there. Like they were on the vine mm-hmm. and in Southern California, what seems to be the trend more often than not, even on farms you go to is that they will just have already picked the pumpkin. Even if it was grown there, they'll take it off and like, just kind of have set them out um, you know, randomly on the field. Mm-hmm. And it almost looks like they went to the grocery store and then yeah. just like dumped them out in the field. And it's like, eh, is this what I wanted from this experience? Cause I feel like I could, ju- I could just have gone to, you know, the grocery store and gotten a pumpkin and had the same thing. So it definitely felt like it was an authentic like farm experience. So I really liked that about it. It felt COVID safe. Cause it's just so 
spread out. Even there was a ton of people there. Yeah. It you you really could go off in your own direction. It was such a chill environment. Like yes. With also beautiful photo ops. Like really all these areas mm-hmm. you could kind of sit around like arrangements of pumpkins and flowers and leaves and they put a lot of thought into like how people would actually spend their day there. And plenty of people were just picnicking. They had taken a mm-hmm. blanket and found a place because it was so expansive. And you, once you got in, they were like, have fun. We're not going to like, there's, there were no staff members breathing down your neck. You just got to enjoy free reign of the property. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And then we washed it all down with the most refreshing bottle of cider there ever was. Oh my goodness. So we, it was just Julian apple cider. That was the name of the the brand. It was clearly made on the farm and they sell it at the local eateries. It was that perfect combination of when you are super thirsty and get a delicious, crisp, fresh beverage. And it mm-hmm. it really was that that feeling. And it was so wonderful. <laughs> we, been, got, yeah. we got a gallon to go home. And like, honestly, having it later, it was still very good. And it was really high quality apple cider. But nothing will match that moment of really needing refreshment and having a cold uh glass apple cider ready yeah i couldn't hand my tickets over fast enough also because i realized well matt and i both realized that we're getting old and so we really need refreshments by the end of the trip i don't want to skip ahead but i felt like i was a decaying blob of flesh (laughs) just i could i could barely walk around i maybe because i've been sitting at home for so long but once i hit that that apple cider is like I got a shot of in, in general and I, I really, I really needed because I was slowly melting and just my bones, they were hurting the hooves, <laughs> what they call them, the dogs, the dogs were howling, barking. They were, they were barking, howling, all, they, they were making all sorts of noise. <laughs> yeah, I could barely get around the billy goat walking around the little farm, so. It's a good exercise. Yeah, so that was our experience at Julian Farm and Orchard. We really enjoyed it and it was very, very cozy. Let's talk about your experience going to an apple orchard. So if you're listening to this and planning on going to a farm or orchard to do your own apple picking or pumpkin picking, we have some tips for you based on our experience. First and foremost, right, make sure there are apples to pick. Don't make our mistake. Consult the farmer's almanac. I don't know. Call ahead. (laughs) Make sure. Read the website. You pick is available where you are. Um, But Julian, what else should people keep in mind uh, before they embark on their apple picking adventure? Definitely wear comfortable shoes that you're okay that they get dirty because even though you want to look all chic in your apple picking photos, if your hooves get splattered with orchard dust and mud, you won't walk away happy. Nope. We're not, you're not a goat. Okay. You, <laughs> take care of your, of your tootsies. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Again, going back to the aspect of planning ahead, um, really make sure that the place you're going fits with what you want. If you want a family friendly experience, make sure that there are plenty of activities there for children to do so everyone's engaged the entire time. Um, or if you want a straightforward apple picking experience, there are plenty of places that are really just bare bones, get in there and get some fresh fruit. In our opinion, the ideal orchard is geared towards both kind of has something for everybody. And I, I, I do think if this place had apples, I think we would have gotten that for sure for everybody. But, um, Try, try to find an orchard that does both. Yeah, just also because I think there's a limit for how long kids can be entertained yeah. by just picking apples. But anyway, another tip is to scope out potential post-picking lunch spots and breweries beforehand. Because we went to the most lovely, scenic, and yeah, just a simply gorgeous apple cider brewery. 
And it was a nice activity to do after apple picking because you want to enjoy some refreshments and sit down. So definitely look ahead because you don't want to be at an apple farm and then there's a lunch spot two hours away. You want to have a place that you can go to and um, debrief on your apple picking. Yeah, there was this really beautiful cider house that was right next to, really just down the road from Julian Farm and Orchard. And it's this open barn with a bar in it. And you walk in, you can get a flight of all of the ciders that, that they make on site with the apples they grow there. And you get to sit at benches in the apple orchard. How, how amazing is that? So you're, you're drinking four different types of apple cider on your flight and you're in the apple orchard itself. There are a whole bunch of people around you. Not Actually, let me back up. It's not a whole bunch of people. There's plenty of space. So you're not really like on top of each other at all. But there's a, there are people around and it felt really like a great atmosphere. There were kids playing in the orchard and, and adults having a good time and getting some space while the kids just played in the trees and stuff. And yeah, it was dogs. wonderful. It, yeah, dogs were running around. Um, there was a farm dog that kept hopping on the tractor, <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> getting really a ride. Cool. There were chickens you could feed, but they, the chickens were spoiled. We, we got like um, mealworms to feed them. They, they didn't care less. They had popcorn over there. I don't know who's <laughs> feeding the chickens popcorn, but they were they were fat. <laughs> anyway, so there was lots to do. I really loved that 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 cider house, and I really should find the name of it so we can give them a shout out here. I also want to give a shout out to the Apple Inn. Very simple, straightforward, and that's where we spent the night. So you really went full boots on the ground in Julian, going to all the different stores, and also sleeping over. And I thought it was the most adorable inn. It had a a beautiful or very cozy and rustic Apple sign. So you, it's very clear. Once again, the Apple theme. And it was a simple, simple space, had a pool out front, and we had a lovely time eating pizza and then all the pies, which we'll get to later, having some glasses of wine. It was a really lovely way to close out the day. Absolutely. And if you want to have the same cider experience, if you ever happen to be in Julian, we were at Calico Cidery. So go there for a really awesome, um, first of all, they have amazing cider it was so crisp not too sweet Mm -hmm. it was not the kind of um toxic masculine cider that you worry about having sometimes um we've discussed before (laughs) on this podcast (laughs) and it uh it was just a really great place to be so check it out calico cidery in julian california it was a wonderful trip and matt's husband drove so shout out to to him for yeah that was he was our personal chauffeur well well us bozos got out of our clown car and like picked apples (laughs) we didn't pick apples picked up pumpkins and drank cider it was nice having a a designated driver (laughs) (laughs) so you've been to the apple orchard you have your pumpkins and your apples what are you supposed to do with all these apples obviously you're going to eat them maybe you have some recipe plans but there's more you can do with an apple than eat it So let's talk a little bit about some fun stuff you can do with the whole family with apples. First and foremost, and I made Jillian do this because I love it. I had a blast. Is making an apple doll head. So Little creeps. This was kind of new to me. My friend Sabrina introduced us to this. um, And Sabrina was actually our guest on our Cozy Cafes episode way back. And she had introduced me to this idea. She called it Apple Gals, which I really love that, that name. But if you're looking it up online to find the process, you're going to be better off Googling Apple Doll Head. <laughs> so this is what this is. It's a really fun alternative to carving a pumpkin, essentially. And really, people historically have used, and some doll makers continue to use apples to make doll heads. 
because they last for a very long time if you do the process correctly and, and follow a stricter process than, than we certainly did. But the way it works is you take a fresh apple, you peel it, of course, and then you carve a face and however you like, you can make it as cute or as creepy as you wish. <laughs> and once you have a little face carved in, you want to soak it in a mix of lemon juice and salt that helps really preserve um, the, uh, the surface and and prevent mold and and other things from getting in there. If you're really serious about the apple not getting it all like moldy or gross at any point in the future, you ought to really remove the core as well. Um, that will really prevent mm. that from happening. And put it on parchment paper when you put it in the oven because it has a soggy bottom. That's right. So, and as Jillian said, you do want to put that in the oven afterward because you want to get a head start on the drying process because the goal is to dry, dry your apple head. So basically you've made this youthful little beautiful apple head and it's going to dry out and shrivel into a, a, an old, uh, an, an apple elder, if you will. <laughs> and also that, that drying process, once you accelerate that, it really ensures that you get that kind of rubbery texture on the front that prevents moisture from getting into your apple. So if you leave it out, I mean, you can also just leave it out for several days and do the, do it the slow way, but you risk um, bugs getting on it. You risk mm -hmm. mold getting in there. Um, so it's really better for to start with, like, put your oven on a low setting for a couple hours and get a head start on the drying process. So you can really create kind of just like a nice um, surface for your, for your apple gal. It, it will prevent um, moisture from getting in. And don't put it outside to dry because your apple gal will get murdered. That's right. It will, there will, an animal will eat that apple. Right up. Just make sure that you've, you've dried it in your oven. And you can then, once it's kind of like already kind of dry, you can then, you know, leave it out. It'll dry further and get even wrinklier. Then you have a little old apple guy or gal to keep you company all autumn. I love this. I mean, thank you, Sabrina, for getting you on to this apple gal trend. I had the best time. The, I will admit... My my partner carved the face because as everyone on who listens to this podcast knows, and to new listeners, I can't use knives because I'm very afraid of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had her carve out the face, and it was a, a creepy little face. And I put it in the oven, so I did that part myself, the parchment paper, and I the lot the lemon, sorry, and the salt. And I love to to see the head shrink. I thought that was so fun. Every day I would wake up and see this shrinking, creepy little head, and is. It's it's actually really cute and and fun. It's almost like when you're little and you had those um those grow a things where they're like they're kind of a rubber. They're like growing to animals, not the. Oh sponge. yeah, I love those. Yeah, you put them in water. Yeah, and they get bigger and yeah. bigger. And every morning you'd wake up and be so excited to see how much it'd grown. This was like that, only the reverse. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> it was, smaller and smaller. Getting creepier and creepier, and I I, I loved it. I, my head is so tiny right now. I put it on a, <laughs> a skeleton because we actually lost the head of our uh, Halloween decorations of the skeleton. So this is perfect. I just plopped it right on. And then I had this um, little yarn toy that I my cats were using, but it looks like it's blonde hair. And I popped it right on top. And I'll, I'm going to get some clothes. At first, I thought I was going to make a matte apple doll and kind of freak him out. But um, I didn't get that far. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how was, how'd your apple doll come out? They turned out great. Yeah, they're um, they're shrinking every day. I actually, Sabrina visited when I was carving it, as luck would have oh. it. Like, she was there for the night. 
just passing through. And so I was like, hey, let's let's for old time's sake, let's make some some Applehead dolls. And we each made a different one. Brett had one with like a tongue sticking out that looks really nasty now. Like it's like giving you a raspberry. I made kind of more of like it looks almost like a Frankenstein-y, like severe face. And then Sabrina did kind of a, an old, cute, classic, just like eyes and a mouth. Mm-hmm. And they're all shriveling up in their own special way. Yeah, I think my apple doll though needs to see the dermatologist because it has these little, um, little spikes on its face. Oh, so I guess yeah, eh, you know. It's interesting. Well, you know, aging is, is a beautiful process and it happens differently for everybody. Yeah, I don't Even want to. You know, we're not ageist here in this podcast. <laughs> All ages are, be- are beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, this is just a really cute little activity and it, it becomes just a really nice decoration. You can like put them into mm-hmm. fruit arrangements or sprinkle them around the house. And again, they, they can be as cute or creepy as you want. If you want that sh- shrunken head vibe and you really want to spend time carving a more realistic looking face in there you'll get that kind of like, oh, is that a shrunken head like sitting with your other apples? Or you can go really cute with it and it looks like a, an old like friendly witch's head. So it's it's really whatever direction you want to take it in, it'll, it'll work for that. And it's a fun craft everyone can do. Yeah, and shifting gears a little bit outside of the the creepy or old shriveled apple heads. <laughs> um, <laughs> one project that I haven't tried yet, but I will be trying is apple tea lights. So this is a simple activity where you can just take a tea light, flip it upside down, put it on top of the apple where the stem is, and then trace the tea light with a pen. Then get a knife out, and if you're afraid of knives, get your partner to do it. Cut out uh, the tea light trace, and then dig in with a spoon so there's a hole big enough to have your tea light, and then plop your tea light right in. But first, I forgot one one step is that you want to make sure that you put in a little bit of lemon so that it doesn't rot or any of that stuff. It's kind of similar to the apple head doll. Yeah, so exactly. let, let, let me help preserve it. And then plop your tea light right in and light it up. And then you have a beautiful candle. And of course, this is not going to give you any major scent or throw. Mm-hmm. This is just purely for decoration and to just to have a beautiful decoration for fall. Yeah, these are really simple and pretty. And if you're hosting a little party or you're even for Thanksgiving dinner, this could be a really Mm -hmm. cute centerpiece that's super simple. Just get a few apples, carve out the top, plop in a tea light, and now you have like a really cute display. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I had never thought about, but it seems simple to do. And we love decorating for fall around here. And, you know, we've used apples before for altars, but this is a a more... um, (laughs) A less witchy yeah. version to use. Yeah. So speaking of centerpieces, uh, another thing you can do with the apples that you picked from the orchard is to create a a nice little fall centerpiece. So gather up like a little tray, just kind of like a, a you know, kind of a long, narrow tray. And you'll put in a bed of pine cones and gr- some greenery using eucalyptus leaves, which will bring a great scent to your centerpiece. Some some cinnamon sticks sprinkled in and any kind of berries you might find, ideally non-toxic. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, put those apples. So if you're imagining it like kind of just a bed of eucalyptus and pine cones with some berries mixed in and then three apples, like one, two, three in a row. And it's a really simple way to create a really natural, pretty centerpiece for your table. Yeah, you don't even have to use a tray if you don't want to, you could use a bowl and just put some apples in a bowl and then dress it up with any th- outside items you might find. If you want to go with the pine cone route or whatever, 
you know, you scavenge out there or you think is festive for fall. Just a simple thing to do. And another little tip that we have are Apple Place cards. And so I saw a few versions of this online. And the most simple one that I've seen is you make a Place card tag that you tie onto the stem of your apple. And so if you're throwing a fall-themed dinner party, this is a simple way to dress it up. Then your guest gets an apple and they'll keep the doctor away. There you go. Everyone's a winner. Before we move on from apples and their coziness, we have to talk about apple pies. We, Jillian and I, normally when we dive into any kind of topic like this, we will do our own kind of baking adventure. Mm-hmm. But after visiting Julian and having their apple pies, we decided we can't <laughs> even top what we've already tasted. So no. let's just talk about what we tasted and uh, encourage you all to either make your own at home or wherever you are in, in the world, go out and try to find the best apple pie slice in your area. Specifically for us, Julian is famous for apple pies, right? They have apples. What are you going to do with them? You're going to make apple pie. We went to two different places to try apple pies. The first we'll talk about is Apple Alley Bakery. So cute. It was really cute. And at first, the line there seemed kind of crazy. <laughs> well, there's lines. I will. We have to say this, though. I mean, throughout Julian, there's lines out the door, lines up the wazoo, people waiting <laughs> for their pie. Yeah, well, it's really a popular pie destination. and um, But it gives you lots of time to think about which one you'll order. And thankfully, it ended up being like, it was that classic case of like one person clogging yes. up the entire line. Because like once that one order got through, everyone was just zipping in. So we ordered from there a boysenberry apple crumble, a caramel pecan apple pie, and a cherry apple crumble. Personally, my favorite was the caramel pecan apple pie. That was just the mm. an exquisite marriage of the pecans and this flaky buttery crust and really fresh uh, cinnamon apple. And it all came together in like a really... I would say like heightened level of apple pie. Like I've never tasted something so complete Ooh. tasting when it comes to apple pie. I can't, I can't like raving about it. I'm raving about it. Cause I can't talk highly enough about it. It was just really maybe the best slice of apple pie I've ever had in my life. That was quite the review. Yeah, no, it really was an amazing. I was so mad when the next morning we were a Matt couple of, of, of idiots. We left our pies out. We thought we had the plastic covering on them. We were like, this will be fine. No, it won't. There were ants all over my, I only had half, half that pie. And I was so mad because I was looking forward to that other half for breakfast. But the, the ants got to it. <laughs> Do you think the ants added a extra punch? You, you, you had a few yourself. so We won't talk about that. <laughs> Anyway, I, I love the <laughs> the cherry apple crumble because I like my, well, to be honest, I'm not the big on pies, but if I had to have one, the cherry apple, because it's nice and tart and has a sweet, a nice balance of sweet and tart, which I appreciate. Shout out to the Apple Alley Bakery. We also stopped by maybe the most famous place for apple pie in the area, which is the Julian Pie Company. And there we got a traditional slice of apple pie and took another hit at the boysenberry <laughs> apple crumble. Uh, for me, the crust of the crumble was not as good as Apple Alley. It was not as flaky and delicious. So I, I really, if you're going to get a, a crumble, go to Apple Alley. That's my advice. But mm-hmm. for the classic apple pie experience, Julian Pie Company does it perfectly. It's a really great blend of spicy, hot apples. And they really, they really, I'm like, you want this to be hot. Get your slice hot. Uh, the most buttery crust you could imagine. It was so perfect. So if you're just like in the market for like a good old classic slice of apple pie, you can't do better than Julian Pie Company. 
I second your take on the crust being super flaky and buttery because I brought a pie home for my partner and throughout the week I was just um, snapping off the crust and just (laughs) snacking on it. It was really good. Uh, But my partner also loved the pie, but I I agree that the first place you went to just, I don't know, is more cozy and better flavors in my opinion. So as you're out picking apples or making your apple pie smoothie or making your own apple pie or finding a slice out in the wild, let us know on Facebook, on Instagram. We want to hear all about your apple experience. And show us your apple dolls. Show us your apple dolls. You want to see those shriveled faces. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jillian, we, we've, we've picked enough. We've been out in the fields long enough. Let's digest our apple pie with some soothing sounds. Jillian, what sound is soothing you this week? Well, we're not even out of fall yet, but my pick is a Christmas song, and it comes courtesy of Kelly Clarkson. The song is Christmas Isn't Canceled, parentheses, Just You. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds... Oh, it my sound, okay, God. Let me, let me defend it. Let me defend it. So it was released on September 23rd from the album When Christmas Comes Around, which will be released on October 15th, and Kelly's most famous, and I guess only Christmas album outside of this, Wrapped in Red, came out in 2013, and that was right around when she was getting married to her husband, or now ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock. So we've really come around full circle, and a little uh, celebrity info tidbit, Kelly well, has a connection to Reba, Mira McIntyre, because Brandon is her stepson. Reba is now also divorced from Brandon's dad. And so there's some controversy around potentially Brandon and Reba's ex mismanaging funds and not being the best managers because they because man- Reba's manager was her ex. And so it was the same for Kelly. So that's an important context for Christmas isn't canceled, just you. Okay, so this is kind of like a... A hit piece almost. Yes, but here's the thing about Kelly's breakup songs is that they always have that hope element and they're punchy and they're fun and they have a lot of energy to it. And it's, you know, old school Kelly Clarkson, the song reminds me of, but it also has that holiday cheer and the holiday coziness. And the the video is super cozy. It's a lyric video as of now, but there's a lot of um, cute old timey drawings. And so yeah, her head almost looks completely like exorcist snapped around in the drawings. What are you, you're being such a little hater. I thought I'm I'm just like looking at it right now. It's like on my screen and the first one in particular, it's like, there's no human angle that a head would be that it's like, is she she an owl? Well, you should write to the the artist. I will. I will. (laughs) I thought the the drawings were very cute, but um, it looks like she's dancing with Donald Trump. Matt, it does. Okay. Look, well, you, you know what? If you're listening to this, look for yourself. Go to Kelly Clarkson, Christmas and Canceled, parentheses, just you on YouTube. Well, maybe that's And you'll see what I'm looking at. Branded. You'll agree that it looks like she's, her head is rotating around like the exorcist and she's dancing with Donald Trump. Why is that very cozy? <laughs> now, I can't, now I cannot see it. Um, but if you were a fan of Wrapped in Red, I think that this will... Hit all, hit all the notes. Okay. Well, I am a huge fan of Wrapped in Red. And um, I will say Kelly Clarkson plus new Christmas music equals 
a lot of excitement from me. Yeah. Let's let's hear it. All right, let's hear it. Christmas isn't canceled, just you by Kelly Clarkson. This was amazing. I love this song. <laughs> well, I okay, I, I did come around. I agree that there's something very wrong <laughs> with the, the with the with their head in the video. Yeah. So well, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> what we can all see. Okay. I'm coming clean. <laughs> but the song itself, I really it's that classic Kelly Clarkson bounce. Like mm-hmm. her Christmas music is so fun and bouncy and, and bubbly. And she just sings it with so much force. Like, you're, you're, you're immediately put into the Christmas spirit. Uh, yeah, I love Kelly. Obviously, don't like that little weasel, Brandon. Love Re- Reba. Don't love her ex-husband, Narvel, I think his name mm-hmm. well, <laughs> is. like a villain. <laughs> I think his name's Narvel. But anyway, <laughs> I love cozy, this song. This is not the coziest we've ever been, no. <laughs> this little segment. But I was bopping around when I was listening to it. I'm, I'm usually don't do much bopping. You know how I love my Yeah, you just like sitting music. there. <laughs> I, you know, no truly. Movement. No, I know, really. Whenever I'm, I'm at a, a concert, I just like to gently rock back and forth. But here I was bopping around <laughs> like a bobblehead. Just self-soothing. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, no, I love this. This is, you know, we're, we're thinking ahead. Get ready for Christmas. Uh and this is going to be a new. This is going to be definitely on rotation for me this season, no mm. question. So, what's tickling your ears this? Well, week? not a Christmas song for me. <laughs> not quite there yet, <laughs> even though I really do l- like this pick. Um, for me, um, I was made aware that there's this new game that had come out called Sable, and it's uh, an open world game. There's no combat. It's all hand drawn, like cell shaded graphics. And it looks cozy in and of itself, but I was bummed because it's only on Xbox and PC, and I have Macs and uh, Nintendo, so I can't play it personally. But I also saw that the um, person who did the entire soundtrack was Japanese Breakfast. They're a really cozy artist, and I was like, okay, let me dive into what this soundtrack is like, because I really love video game music, and I think it's super relaxing and cozy to listen to, especially like while I'm working, because um, you can kind of have it on and still focus on writing and stuff like that. And so I gave it a shot and I loved it. This, the track I'm sharing right now is from the game Sable, in particular the song called Glider. And the character in the game, one of the big first things you do is you get this glider where you can kind of glide around the terrain and explore this open world desert. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like from that perspective of this really important um, artifact and game mechanic that you experience when you're playing. So let's take a listen to Glider by Japanese Breakfast from the game Sable. This is a great song for meditation. Yeah, it's just really calm and soothing. It's a soothing sound. Beautiful. I don't know what else to say. Like it's it's really just easy to listen to. 
Yeah. I, well, first of all, it's the perfect title for the song Glider because it mm-hmm. just feels like you're gliding through through space. And I don't know what that instrument is that's in the, that soft beat in the background, maybe a xylophone. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but I, I love the the beat behind the voice. I, I, I clearly didn't go to music school. <laughs> um, the background instruments I, I thought were very beautiful and just, it's so calming. And I love how you get all of or a lot of your picks from games. That's a super cozy way to learn about new music. Yeah, and it's not often you have, you know, a recording artist like Japanese Breakfast doing yeah. a game soundtrack. So that's pretty remarkable. I really am looking forward to playing this game if ever it comes out on a platform that I have access to. <laughs> well, I will be queuing this up later. It seems I, this is a compliment. It probably would sound like not a compliment, but it seems like a song I would enjoy playing while I'm cleaning or just going about my Sunday and day. It's it's a centering song. Yes. Like it, I think in it, you can clearly sense that like when this comes out in the game, like you just it kind of envelops you and, and accents the moment, but it doesn't take it over. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what a soundtrack does, right? It elevates the material that it's supporting. So mm-hmm. I think this is a good song to play for a quiet moment or, you know, you just really want to center yourself in whatever you're doing and have some background music that really is beautiful. Well said. We have a an Apple-rific candle for you listeners today. You've heard a lot about Julian and we're not done yet. Uh, so <laughs> we this candle we got while we were in Julian and it's called Julian Apple Orchards. And it's from Mountain Maid, which is a small company based in Julian. And their tagline is bring home the mountains. And so we did. So, you know, since we were really focused on an apple orchard in Julian, we wanted to bring that scent home. We were sniffing all over the place. We were. We, we actually, there were a surprising amount of local candles available with different like Julian apple pie or this, this scent or that scent. And this is, we, we really were kind of picky. And this is the one mm-hmm. we picked from, it was a you pick candle, if you will. Um, we found it at the warm hearth in Julian, California. Um, and cause it just had a really crisp apple scent and it sounded, it smelled like you were outside in the apple orchard, which a lot of the other candles were giving you kind of that more heavy vanilla, sweet apple pie scent. And we were kind of more into this one for, for the, the openness of it and the crispness of it. Officially the apple, the notes of the candle are, um, apple, of course, orange peel, course. cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and vanilla. I will say before going into what I think about the scent, it's made by a 22-year-old entrepreneur named Eva, which I think is pretty remarkable. And sniffing this, this candle, first of all, when you don't light it, you get just the, the, the most pure apple scent I think I've ever smelled in a candle. It really is a clean apple smell. It doesn't smell artificial. It doesn't smell um, too sweet. It's just a really nice, clean apple smell. And then when you light it, that smell continues to come through. And I, what I really appreciate about this candle is the crispness. And, and there's a way that the more it, you, it's, it's been lit, the other smells start to get to come out. At first, you're hit with this like top note of, of just you know clean, crisp apple. And it's almost like you, you can't quite smell it. It doesn't have the strongest throw. It's, I think this is a candle that's better for a smaller room. Mm. Um, so it can really fill the space. But then once it, it's going, the longer I've had this candle on, the more the other scents are coming out. I'm getting the, the nutmeg. I'm getting the clove. And I'm getting a, a fuller sort of, of apple experience. And it really is bringing back 
that that whole uh, the, the feeling of being in an apple orchard. And I think it, it does that quite successfully. So I'm going to have to give this candle a wick up. Yeah, and I think it can be hard to find a candle that's apple theme that actually smells like an apple because usually it's the side notes that overpower the apple. Yeah, for me, I often stay away from apple scents because with places I would say like Bath and Body Works or Yankee Candle, I personally find their apple scents to be overwhelming. Like it's just too much apple. It's like it it, it gets sickly sweet really quickly for me. And this is not that. It it really does feel natural, balanced, crisp is is the big word for me here. It's a really crisp scent. It's not overwhelming at all. And so I really appreciate that about the candle. I, I think it's it's a it's a really nice candle. Shout out to Eva for for pouring it herself. Yeah. If you're ever in the mountains or Julian, pick one up. Or you can buy it online. Or you can buy it online. <laughs> That's an option too. You don't uh, at, at Mountain Drive cross country. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So should we do some shout outs? Yeah, let's let's shout them out. So the first shout out I want to give is to Jackie GC. She left us truly the most kind, heartwarming review. And all of the reviews we receive touch us in some way. But uh, Jackie's a longtime listener. And so it was really sweet to hear about her progression through our seasons and I'll just get straight to it. So Jackie said, I am a quasi stay-at-home mom and I work two 13-hour shifts as a hospital weekend option registered nurse on Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm home with my three kids Mondays through Fridays. During the first year that all three of my kids were in school and I was at home alone until two in the afternoon, I felt a bit lonely and isolated. I was doing housework alone, walking my local arboretum and park alone, going to the grocery with no one sitting in the cart or begging for checkout candy bars and going to the gym without dropping my kids off to child watch and talk with other moms. To counter this new sense of isolation I felt pre-COVID, I bought a Jabra Bluetooth. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I started mm-hmm. listening to NPR podcasts and audiobooks. Cozy mystery series have been a guilty pleasure for years. So after completing a binge audiobook reread listen of my absolute favorite, the Lucy Stone series, I did a random podcast search on said cozy mystery series and happened upon this podcast, still in its early days at the time. As a former pop cult fanatic, no time for that nowadays with kids, and a current reader, parentheses, listener, comfort and ambient seeker, and huga and cozy aesthetics lover, I immediately connected to Matt and Jillian in all areas beyond my initial search topic. Even though they are a decade and a generation behind me, I found a pair of gentle kindred spirits and a point of view and lifestyle that reminded me of my younger self living in New York City in my 20s and early 30s in the early aughts working from my first degree in English journalism. I love that they appreciate the classics from my youth, but I look to their podcasts for new book, TV, and movie recommendations, and I've found new favorites based on their recommendations. The kids and I all watched and loved Over the Garden Wall, I have discovered and read and listened to all the Mrs. Morris and Cajun country mysteries. And I will now buy the overpriced <laughs> pumpkin souffle candle from Anthropology every fall. Thanks to Jillian and the classic Ralph Lauren Christmas candle every Christmas. Thanks to Alonzo. I am almost convinced. I may also have to venture into bath and body works this fall to check out the white pumpkin candle. Definitely get the white pumpkin hand sanitizer. That's what I really recommend. <laughs> <laughs> 
this stage of life for me, in the thick of child rearing and now COVID, there is not much room for socialization beyond subjects revolving around parenting and children. And when I listen to All Things Cozy, whether week by week or catching up with a binge listen, I always feel like I am catching up with good friends. In this time of extreme flux in the world, I also like to visit the Facebook group where I find comfort and camaraderie among friends, from all familiar faces like Gretchen, Kate, Bill, and Bryce, to like-minded newcomers who are always looking for refuge and a bomb to soothe the often harsh reality of this current world. Oh, Jackie. There are really no words for how moved I felt reading this review. Thank you so much, Jackie, Mm -hmm. for such a thoughtful and insightful look at your relationship with our show. It means so much to get that perspective from you and, and to know, you know, what you appreciate and just know that we appreciate you. And we're, we're so grateful for your listenership over these years. Yeah. Especially touch that you found friends in the Facebook group because that Facebook group, wow. Every day I, I love checking out, see what new recipes or cozy tips people are sharing. And then to see the friendships develop between our listeners is even more special. For sure. And we, Love a review of the podcast. It actually, before Jackie had had contributed this review, I was getting concerned because we hadn't had one in a long, long time, which mm-hmm. fair enough, we haven't had an, a new episode in a while. So that's on us. But <laughs> it really, we really do appreciate it. You know, pe- they always say like, oh, leave us a review. It helps people find the show. I don't know that that's true. I've never seen any evidence of that. But one thing that is definitely true is that it means a lot to us when people leave a review of our show. Uh, wherever you listen. So if you do have a spare moment, let us know what you think of the show by leaving a review. Maybe it will help other listeners find the show. Who knows, but it will definitely make us feel great. And we really do appreciate any review that is left. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of the Facebook group, uh, Bryce tweeted, uh, the Facebook group for all things cozy is my happy place. And I thought it was really sweet. And I also want to give a shout out, a happy birthday to Bryce and Taryn. They're Happy birthday. In, yeah, they're in our Facebook group all the time. They're um, now now friends and I uh, really want to wish them a happy birthday. The best birthday, I think any birthday that falls on the last week of December, first week of October is the best birthday time, in my opinion. And in the last week, we got seven new patrons, which is Ooh, crazy. So crazy. We are so grateful for our new patrons. Thank you to Spencer, Chris, Holly, Alicia, Jennifer, Andy, and Sarah for being patrons of All Things Cozy. We're so grateful for you. If you want to join them um, in supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash allthingscozy. And I want to say, once we get it, every time we get a new patron, I send a message and ask for your address so I can send you a sticker and a magnet. And sometimes the message, I believe, is not sent to your the email so make sure that after you become a patron you check back in on your patreon account so that you see my message i can send you the cozy swag i let us send will, you a magnet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as i was going to send out the latest batch of patreon mail i realized that my mailbox is no longer there so some will some will be coming out this week but it was really a disturbing not so cozy things. See my mailbox gone. My neighborhood mailbox. Just You're going to have to find a new one. Removed. <laughs> but anyways, uh, our last shout out goes to Andrea B. She sent us some lovely surprise gifts. Two absolutely 
beautiful apple scented candles from the company Rosie Rings. They're based in Colorado and the scent is spicy apple. And Andrea also sent us some adorable fall theme cards. And what I love about Andrea is that everything that she sends us, um, whether it be a card or a little gift, it's always so thoughtful. And Andrea mentioned that she loves to do pen pal stuff and send letters. And it's, it's nice to receive a card with such a sweet message inside. And I sent this one over the summer too. And I really appreciate it. Andrea is such a treasured friend of the podcast and I can't wait to light this, light this one up. I been saving it because I have to give Matt. I don't think it's fair until I give Matt his candle to light mine up. So <laughs> well, thank you so much, Andrew. We we love yeah. the thoughtfulness and, and the gifts. Um, and w- how amazingly prescient that it's an apple scented candle. Like you were, you were right on time. Yeah, or on the same wavelength. Thank you all for listening to our show. We will be back in your ears in two more weeks with a brand new cozy and maybe spooky topic for you. Halloween is coming up. It is October. We are here for all your cozy fall needs. Stick with us. We will be with you again soon. Until next time, stay cozy. cozy.